Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sports Decaf in the Morning. It's your co-host, Tariq Abdullah. It's your boy, Tariq Fatul. And, you know, here with us, we got our main man, Coach Ogden. First of all, before we get to start on, I wanted to uh, tell you congratulations. You're first in the Sun Belt, so I know that must be a really good feeling. But, um, you know, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I don't know if you want to explain to everyone who you are and, you know, yeah. what you do as well. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, well, thank you all for, for having me on and uh, appreciate you no saying doubt. about uh, us being in first. Um, I got here in April as the head coach at UT Arlington. Uh, came from Texas Tech. Before that, I was at Tennessee. And before that, I was at the University of Texas, where I also played. Um, got here in April as, as the head coach, my first time as a head coach. Um, had to do a lot of recruiting. Uh, the team last year that was a good team had, had everybody um, – um, all but all but one guy leaving, so we we kind of had to mesh guys together. Um, here, you mentioned earlier we're in first place. It's been neat to see our guys coming together here in conference. Uh, Non-conference was a little rough, but as it is with with new bodies and new faces, it just takes time. And uh, glad to see we're playing well now. Yeah, no doubt about it. You you talked about your non-conference schedule, and you guys did have an, a tough non-conference schedule. You played Gonzaga, you played Texas, uh, you played Indiana. So you had some national powerhouses on that schedule. So my question to you is, how has your tough non-conference schedule helped uh, affect you, or you know, get to where you are in the in the Sun Belt? Yeah, you know, it it, it uh, what it does is it exposes your weaknesses, and it gives you very uh, small room for error. If uh, it just even hang in some of those games, uh, the Gonzagas and mm-hmm. people like that, and so um, so even though the losses mounted up there, uh, we kept a pretty good focus on it all being about playing our best basketball in February and March, and so exposing some of those weaknesses early gave us a chance to work on them or hide them or whatever we need to do. Um, uh, and just helped us learn about our team maybe faster than we would have, um, you know, if had we not had we not been exposed that early. Yeah. And then you mentioned a point how you know you lost you know most of your roster. I mean, you lost two important guys like Kevin Harvey, who's in the league right now. He's playing in the G League, and then a guy like Eric Neal, who actually has a Sun Belt first player in Sun Belt history to have 1,500 points, 700 assists, 400 rebounds, and 200 steals. So. I mean, doing that is just a phenomenal job to recover. And, I mean, like you said, you did a tough job recruiting. I mean, your second leading score came out of a junior college. It was one of your recruits. I mean, talk about that. Well, you know, uh, I didn't get the chance to, to coach Hervey or, or Neil. Uh, when I was at Texas, we played against those guys when they were freshmen and uh, super, super talents and, and great players, which goes to show one's, one's drafted and the other one uh, – is one of the all-time leaders and best best guards to ever come through the Sun Belt. Um, with that being said, when we got here, uh, there was a couple guys sitting out, and and uh, there was a lot of scholarships to fill. So we just hit the road recruiting, and in recruiting, it gets down to relationships. Mm-hmm. So we went to we went to people we knew and trusted, and and players that we had seen, um, and then we took a couple of chances on guys we hadn't seen. Uh, for instance. Um, Patrick and Wamba from the Senegal. We hadn't seen him. We saw a little bit of tape on him, but we were taking the, we were taking the uh, the word of of trusted people uh, through the basketball world. And same thing is true with a couple of these guys. Uh, Ayub Nubi from Belgium. Same thing. And and uh, so we've really uh, recruiting. Uh, you know, to take over a job in April when all players, most players, are usually signed by then and have decided where to go to college. 
we um, we did what we could and, and scrapped and, and, and got lucky in some situations on some unseen guys. And, you know, they're, they're getting better and playing well. So you talked about your recruiting and um, especially being a kid from DFW. I think we both know who we're going to talk about, Coach Royce uh, Johnson, yeah. a.k.a. Snoop Johnson. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm seeing personally, you know, you guys have been – seems like you guys have been making an emphasis on recruiting locally. I mean, you got someone like Jordan Phillips who just transferred from Arkansas, uh, Trey Jones from um, – uh, what is it? Kennedale? Kennedale. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, multiple athletes from DFW. And so my question is, you know, what emphasis has your coaching staff made on recruiting locally around DFW? Well, we, we are – we will always start locally. Uh, the DFW area, the Metroplex area, is one of the best in the in the country uh, for prospects, no uh, high level prospects, and, and and an abundance of them. So we start right here, and Coach Johnson certainly um, is a big part of that with his history here in the state and how how respected he is as a, as not only a coach but just as a person. Um, and then and then Coach Young and myself have had a lot of experience here. I played AAU here growing up. Uh, Coach Young has been at UTA for a long time, and we've just had experience recruiting the Metroplex area. So that will always be our primary focus to start off. If I can get 13 players that can help us win championships no doubt. from this area, then, then we won't go, we, you know, we won't leave our car. Um, but with that being said, we also, uh, based on relationships, we'll, we'll recruit outside this area in the state and outside the state. Mm -hmm. But it gets down to relationships and trust of people that we're – uh, have uh, told us about kids or, or whatnot. And then we will put a big emphasis on international recruiting. Uh, we think we have a real advantage there. You know, the international uh, market, I guess you call it, uh, is and, and, and basketball all is such a global game. And so there is very, very good prospects uh, in different parts of the world that go unseen or, or we, we, we think we can get a better player internationally at certain positions than we can locally and and then plus you had the fact that we got dfw airport right here 15 minutes away our student body is is very diverse our community of arlington has 101 countries represented there's just a lot of things to sell internationally how does a how does a player that's you know playing internationally how does he end up catching your eye um it's usually it's usually word of mouth from somebody else you know the nba has has uh long been working on and in, in, in recruiting and evaluating players o over um, whether it be in Europe South America or wherever and and so a lot of a lot of our first feelers for these kids comes from uh, relationships we have with NBA people in front office personnel positions where they're scouting and they they have scouts overseas and they have scouts down in South America and they're hey here's this here's this guy that you need to look at. He's going to come to college. He 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 he's not ready for NBA yet. He he wants to come to college. So they kind of give us tips on those. We'll study film, and then there's certain tournaments, um, world tournaments, global games that we go to and evaluate the players. Cool. I think this that can be a key factor affecting you know UTA's basketball future because I mean you look at academics. You know we have you know one of the most diverse colleges, and I feel like UTA is making more of a push. Even, I mean, even powerhouse universities aren't really recruiting outside. It's more like, you know, they're looking at the highlight tapes, who's the top guy in the country. But UTA is making that, you know, big change. They're really trying to move global, sort of like a San Antonio Spurs type of maneuver. And I think this can be a big payoff in the long run. There's no, there's no doubt, and, and and you summed it up. I mean, with our student body, with with our school having uh, a lot of enrollees worldwide. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we think it, that, that's exactly. I'm a big believer yeah. that basketball and soccer as well. I believe both sports are global games that bring the world together. And and with that, I think we have so much to sell to international kids. We have we have the ability to when we do get them and come over, they feel comfortable. I mean, it's a big change coming over, and now you're being thrown into basketball, and the, your world is spinning. There's some comfortability here with what we have uh, on campus in the community, and so w- it'll be a big focus. And I think we can separate ourselves uh, with that. Definitely. I mean, I agree. I mean, you walk around campus, you see people from all types of places. I mean, no, no one really feels left out here or, you know, left alone. So you bring a guy from a country, you know, usually these are guys who are trying to make a change, you know, for the better. I mean, they come here, they say they see people from, you know, the same area that they come from and they just, you know, they adapt quickly as opposed to, you know, going somewhere else. Yeah, no question. Uh, uh, you know, I, it's hard to speak for them, mm-hmm. but I, I've noticed I've had, you know, coached international players at other places and it takes time. I mean, you bring a kid over and you put him in some rural place that's not very diverse. I mean, that's that takes some time. Right. And, and here it's it's um, uh, I got to believe for them. And, and I've seen it uh, through them and how they react and, and, and also them talking that it helps. I mean, there's there's student groups for everybody. Yeah. You know, no doubt. Definitely. So. You know, I know I know UTA is a mid-major school, and I think I've always been wondering what's the toughest aspect of being a mid-major school. Well, it's it's that's it's that you don't have the uh, it, well. It starts there with with people call you a mid-major school, and then they you know in recruiting they do you want to go high major or mid you know yeah which so so it starts there, and and then you know the power fives obviously have have the abundance of money. Um, coming in through their tv contracts but but outside of that i mean we have everything we need to mm-hmm. be to become a high major in my opinion um much like wichita state gonzaga butler xavier these schools that do not have football right and have built their programs over time uh we have that ability we have great facilities we have a high enrollment of, stu- of student body uh we've got a great campus we've got the, the airport 15 minutes away, which I keep mentioning is great for recruiting. And so we have so much to sell here. The one thing I want to um, improve upon and really uh, want the community and the student body to really get into is adopting these basketball games as their own. It it makes a big difference when we have a home crowd, and it can be a fun, fun uh, atmosphere, much like – much like a, a, an international uh, friendly soccer game, right? It, it, I mean, we want this type of passion and energy, and uh, we think that's the next step. We think we can again separate ourselves and take us out of that mid-major rank uh, if we can really get that home court advantage. No doubt about it. Because if, if you look, if you go to a UTA basketball game, I mean, the stands are empty. It's yeah. a really nice stadium. Stadium's nice. It's just no one feels in the seats. Right, right. We got to change that. It's it's we're going to put a good product on the floor. It's good. It's really good college basketball. I mean. Yeah, Our league, the Sun Belt, the, the, the stadium is beautiful. The Sun Belt uh, in the last four years has had two teams go to the NCAA tournament and win a game, you know. And so I think a lot of it is educating our student uh, uh, population because of the international uh, population on, on campus. I think it's educating them on basketball and how basketball works and how we all gear up for March and March Madness and the NCAA tournament, you know, and things like that. So, so it's, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, but my vision is that our college park center is considered one of the hardest, craziest, toughest, most fun places, uh, to be in college basketball. 
Definitely. I mean, Kevin Durant was in the house a few that's months right. ago. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a start right there. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. No, 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 no question. So I wanted to touch up on a, on a question related to mid-major. So, you know, UTA is a mid-major school, but I mean, they can get to a powerhouse one day. And I feel like you coaching under Rick Barnes from, I believe it was 20, 2008 to 2015. I mean, Texas Longhorns really weren't known for their basketball. Rick Barnes coached them to their first, uh, I believe, number one seed in 2010. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you were a part of that as assistant coach, and then you went with him to Tennessee, and now, I mean, they're the number one team in the country. So yeah. how do you feel that – how do you feel like it – how did that prepare you well, for your future? Well, it starts back to I played for Coach Barnes at Texas, mm-hmm. and we were fortunate enough to go to four NCAA tournaments in a Final Four, and then I coached under him. And it's just, you know – there's not a day that goes by that I don't think what would Coach Barnes do in this situation, and ultimately it gets down to he he just would never relent. He would never he would never give in. He would never let you give in, and it was constant. It was constant in, intensity and move forward and move forward and move. Forward. You have a bad day, just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward, and 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 if they can't kill you. Then, then you'll win in the end, yeah. and so, and it's that attitude, and, and then over time, that attitude and that uh, it, it breeds confidence, and then it's like you can't be beat. And he he's got a really good team right now. I mean, I watch him play almost every game I can, and we talk probably two or three times a week. And I just he's got he's got a team that reminds me of our Final Four team, that reminds me of the good teams we coached at Texas, and so I just I, I'm just constantly reminded of of things of things he would do and say. Uh, uh, and the but the biggest overall thing is, he would just never get you, you know you're gonna have to beat him and beat him good to to win. Definitely, and I mean I think you've done a phenomenal job. You know, coming in your first season, you lose all these type of guys. You, I mean, you bring in a junior college player. He's your second leading scorer in Brian Warren, and you have Edric Dennis. You know who you also bring in. I mean, that's just to me. I think it's a phenomenal job. Congratulations on you know that short-term accomplishment, and I, I feel like there's a lot more to come. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I agree. Uh, we have said all year that February, March, February, March, and I told our guys last night, we played well. We really guarded, and we did some good things offensively. I said, but look, I hope this isn't our best basketball. I hope our best basketball is is, is that second week of March where we're playing for a conference championship in New Orleans with a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. That's our goal every single year, and we'll keep we'll keep working for it. I think the chance is there. I mean, it's in reach. As a new coach at UTA, what strides have you done, or or if any, have you done to try to change the culture around the team? Well, you know, um, I don't know about necessarily change a culture. It's going to be a different culture anytime a new coach comes in. Yeah. But Scott Cross won a lot of games here and deserves a lot of credit for what he's built. I mean, he put UTA on the map, and so that, so it takes a good culture to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my culture is just different. Uh, uh, we still want the same things. Our guys want to play. We want our guys to play really hard. We want our guys to um, uh, work really hard, be respectful, be appreciative, uh, uh, and then play together and be unselfish. You know, and, and all coaches want that. It's how do you get that? Where I'm a little different, probably. Uh, I, I, you know, I will. Cut, I like to have fun. If we're not having fun, it's you know, it's miserable. Kind of ruins the process. <laughs> you know, so 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 the, there's there's just um, the way I go about it may be different than the former coach or the next coach, but. You know, it's 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 just all about building building something people want to play for. Yeah. 
No Definitely. doubt about it. You also want to build a relationship with your players as well. I think that's a big big aspect as well. as. as and that's what we focus on. You know, it's not just uh, uh, we grind. We coach them really hard uh, on the court. But off the court, we, we you know, what's, what's on the court is left on the court. And we move on. And we – you know, we cut up, we joke, they need something, we're there, we we, we go eat where, where we put cell phones up and talk and get to – so there's things we do to, um, you know, to invest in our players. I mean, definitely. So how do you feel about y'all's chances heading into recruiting in the offseason? Yeah, I like – I mean, we're, we're building some momentum and energy. We're building some brand awareness, and ultimately it gets down to – you know, can you convince the the really good players out there that uh, they can get done what they want to get done, and we're cooler than everybody else? So, okay. you know, we'll keep doing that. Durant being here was the start of that, and uh, so yeah, we're well, we feel pretty good. So I, I played high school basketball, and I'm gonna tell you straight up, high school practices are not nearly as hard as I would imagine D1 practices are, right? So my question to you is, how does the practice schedule look like, and how intense are the practices? Uh, really intense, you know. When it gets down to a to a time of year, uh, um, early, especially around this season. Uh, this season they're intense, but we've shortened them uh, because it's a long season. Mm-hmm. November and December grind tough. Some some two a days. Some really hard practice conditioning. Right now it's about staying fresh and sharp physically, but continuing to keep the keep the um, t- conditioning. So, so there's just you know we've short. It's hard, but we shorten it and and try to stay sharp. And uh, but overall, they're, they're, you know any any person that just walked into a practice, no matter this time of year, or or beginning of the year, they'll be like, damn, that's intense. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, definitely. I see because you know later down the season, you know guys get banged up. You know you don't want to overuse you know their body. But heading 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 late into the season. I mean, you have a chance, you know, to get into, you know, the March Madness. How how is how's the relationship gone in that locker room? How have players, you know, mentality, you know, switched from like, you know, you know, beginning of the season you had a slow start, and I mean now you're like you're putting yourself in chance to you know compete. Yeah, uh, um, it, it's been for these last two wins especially mm-hmm. have really given our guys some confidence. I think, uh, you know, there in that non-conference was tough. We've always kept our eye on the prize, which is playing our best ball in March. And so, you know, we were able to win some games in conference, but then these last two, we go on the road and win a double overtime hard game against a team that was in first place and, and, and a very well-coached team. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we come home and we win like we did last night against a team that's well-coached, very good, and hadn't lost since we beat them at their place. So it's – um. You know, it's great to see uh, our guys feeling good and having a little momentum, smile, and yeah, you know, stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think uh, I think we'll end up just wrapping it up. Sports decaf. It's your co-host Tariq Fatul. It's your boy Tariq Abdullah. Thank you again, Coach Ogden. Uh, it was a pleasure having having you on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you on, you know, in the next time. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you.